19 straight completions now for Drew Brees that ties his career high in a game. But I think he's searching for another mighty mark. Will he get it here? Yes! Touchdown pass by Boro in the 504. Go Tessator. Oh, he's gonna make it about himself. Dude, that's like a cringeworthy call for the most passing touchdowns of all time. Aye, aye, aye. Uh, what are you thinking? Why? Why are we stuck with that? Dreadful Monday Night Crew, my goodness. Alright, welcome in guys, this is the South Lot Football Guys Podcast, the Week 16 edition. I can't believe we're already here. Um, congratulations to those of you that are in your fantasy championships, good luck this week. Um, I'm here as always with my guys uh, Robbie Larson and Adam Sidek, and uh, we're here to get you into your Week 16 uh, betting groove, uh, take you through all the games and see if we can't make a little bit of money. Um, before we get into that, a couple uh, news and notes items. So, um, first off, just want to start off with uh, Tom Coughlin for the Jags has been let go. Shotcon let him go uh, today. Um, we record this on Wednesday, so this broke a few hours ago. So, um, I think he had a, a three year run there with uh, the Jags. Um, obviously, he was a uh, head coach uh, long before that, but uh. Yeah, I think it's about time that the Jags go in a uh, new direction. We might see uh, Marone fired as well. But any uh, any impact, guys, you want to talk about there? Not besides just uh, waiting to see if they do get rid of Doug Marone. I mean, I would guess the offseason they'd do it since we're at week 16 at this point. Yeah, yeah, they got a lot of decisions to make. Quarterback, head coach, uh, no, president personnel. So interesting to see what the, ends up happening in Jacksonville. Yeah, you, you got to think the they're going to bring a new head honcho in, and he's going to want a f- fresh slate, fresh slate with a fresh Minshew. <laughs> but uh, okay. Um, in other news, uh, Will Greer is in this week for the Carolina Panthers at quarterback, taking over for Kyle Allen. Kyle Allen started off uh, pretty good, but seems like the NFL defenses and uh, caught up to him uh, once the film got out there and. Um, yeah, I don't. I don't know that we're gonna see him get another run like he had here, but uh, you know, uh, be interesting to see what Will Greer has for sure. Uh, outside of that, guys, uh, Josh Jacobs is out this week. Uh, already been declared. Uh, so uh, DeAndre Washington is gonna get the bulk of the carries. Uh, in Oakland, and he will split the passing work with Jalen Richard. So um. Any Josh Jacobs owners, you're going to want to monitor that situation. Hopefully you already have DeAndre Washington. Uh, but with that, guys, why don't we take a look at our Week 15 locks. And hint, 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 it was a good one. It was a good week for us, guys. Um, Adam started off that Monday night game. Uh, you were right all along here. Saints minus 9.5. Um, Never doubt. Yeah. That one was over. That was over <laughs> 10 minutes into the game. So way to go there. Uh, Robbie. Patriots and the Bengals over forty and a half. Patriots uh, did you a solid there. Absolutely, yeah. always coming through. And then uh, Vikings plus two and a half. Uh, that came through in a big way too. Uh, Vikings took it to the Chargers on the road, and uh, that one wasn't really ever close either. So, um, well done, guys. Let's keep it going. Yeah, that's pretty good. What what is that? We've only missed two in the last four weeks. Yeah, I like it. Yeah, a lot of Let's locks keep it rolling. There. Yep. Yeah, we're not going to think about that Jags-Chargers game that I... Oh, no. no, no or gonna. that 
Packers Redskins over. No. <laughs> All right. Uh, with that, why don't we get into our Can't See Me Player of the Week. Right before your very eyes, you won't even visualize. Right you can't uh, And, you know, kind of extenuating circumstances led to this, but... Uh, you know, next man up mentality, it was the Brashad Perryman show uh, for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers this past weekend as uh, Godwin unfortunately left with an injury mid-game and Mike Evans was already out. Um, but, uh, you know, if you listen to last week's episode, uh, you, know, you might have heard this guy's name get dropped there. Yeah, yeah, he was uh, he was on the radar. I just wish I actually had the guts to play him. <laughs> Uh, like you might have called like the first ever like fantasy start for Sh- for Shot Perryman. Like I, you could, you, I don't know if he's had a startable game in his entire career. Damn, uh, three yeah. touchdowns in, wow. in a in a points per drop league. He he was valuable a couple <laughs> years ago. <laughs> oh man! All right. Well, before we get into the uh, week sixteen preview, uh, let's hear from our sponsor real quick. Oh, we got the early sponsor today, and we would like to remind you. That if your car tank is nearing empty, if you're seeing the meter leaning towards E, then you better make sure you go with Oasis Octane. Oasis Octane uses some of the finest gasoline from here to Manchester. Treat your car with the champagne of gas and it'll blast off like a supernova in the highway. Founder Liam Gallagher's mission statement was the same back in 91 as it is now. To give you no regrets so you don't look back in anger. Don't be a bonehead about this. Find your morning glory in Oasis Octane and turn your car into a Wonderwall. All right. Thank you, Oasis Octane. Uh, yeah. All right. With that, uh, let's get into the week 16 picks here. Uh, three Saturday games. So the Thursday games are no more. Uh, Love it. Let's get into it here. So you get a full <laughs> weekend of NFL football here. Game one on Saturday, Houston Texans heading to Tampa to take on the Bucks. Bucks are three point dogs at home. The over under on this one is fifty and a half. It's tied for our highest over under of the week. So, uh, Robbie, I'll turn it over to you. What's your thoughts? Yeah, my thoughts here. Um, actually, when I first looked at it, I since it's the first one on, I just assumed it was a Thursday night game, but then quickly realized yeah we're playing saturday which this over under uh man that's a lot of points but these are two bad defenses right here in the buccaneers and the texans um texans they had a big game against the titans i think they're going to be rolling that into this game i i think both sides have the buccaneers have been real hot lately Jameis has just been throwing unreal yards uh, back-to-back 450 yards games for the first time in NFL history. Just crazy. Jameis doing Jameis things. Yeah, he really is. Broken thumb, too. Yeah, uh, without Godwin and Evans, With, most of the part of that game. Work, yeah, yeah. Dude, I don't With know. Scotty Miller. <laughs> <laughs> but, I mean, I, I, I'm i loving this over 50 and a half. Um, that, that one's going to be my lock for sure this week. Um, I mean, I love all the pass catchers in this game on both sides of the ball, especially if you need a scrap like a Will Fuller or Kenny Stills or Rashad Penny, Perryman. Or, uh, so, so for people looking for the, the championship flex, would you start O.J. Howard? 
I was actually looking into it. I'm kind of leaning more Cameron Bright, to be honest. Um, I, w- I was looking after uh, Godwin went down, and uh, Bright got more looks after that. He actually got four targets after he was down, which was 40% of the remaining targets. I know 10 targets is a small sample size, uh, especially when Jameis throws 40 a game. Um, but, I mean, he was uh, the most targeted, and I think he's going to fill that kind of like slot tight end hybrid that kind of Godwin's been playing. And I think he's going to be kind of used in the same kind of capacity. So I'm actually looking at bright here this week. Interesting. Okay. Um, yeah, I, I disagree with you here, Robbie. I know you're on the books. Um, I, I feel very confident in the Texans ability to, um, take minus three here and in fact that's going to be my lock of the week um i expect the the bucks have been on a heater but they've also been playing some pretty weak competition um i expect you know this is going to be the first time that they're really playing a uh, playoff team here in the last few weeks Um, i expect the texans to you know come into this game motivated plus the bucks being down both uh evans and Godwin, I just have to think that that's going to catch up to him at some point here. Um, they they have not run the ball effectively uh, all year, um, so unless they're going to find that uh, all of a sudden out of nowhere, I like the Texans here. I just I was surprised to see this line at three. I would have thought it'd been more. So um, I'm locking up the Texans this week. Yeah, I agree with you, Evan. Uh, I mean, this Bucks team they're really hot on a four game win streak, but really haven't beaten too many good teams. And I think with the 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 loss of Chris Godwin now in addition to Mike Evans uh, two weeks ago uh, at some point the other shoes got to drop here for Jameis and the Bucks and I think I I think it's this week yeah I just I just don't know if they have enough firepower to keep up with the uh, you know Deshaun Watson but I do like the over in this game I think you know Jameis will put up some empty stats but I I, I don't see the Bucs keeping us a game. Texans are a different team, too, with a healthy Will Fuller and Kenny Stills out there alongside of uh, uh, Hopkins. So, uh, you know, you saw it last week. I mean, they really came out like a house on fire, and um, I was impressed by the way the uh, – I was impressed by the way that the uh, Texans uh, came back in that game. The Titans battled all the way back, but, uh, you know, Facing adversity, the crowd really got into that game after it was tied at 14. Um, Watson really settled down and took the team uh, down the field when it mattered most uh, and, and you know was able to put up another 10 points uh, to, to ice that game away uh, late. So um, I'm really impressed with what I've seen out of the Texans, especially of late. So uh, I'll buy in here. That's fair. I, I mean, I don't, I don't feel great about Buccaneers plus three, but, I mean, they're at home. I think they can do enough to stay in this game. But I, I see where you're coming from on that one. All right. Uh, next game up, guys, we have the Buffalo Bills uh, heading to New England to take on the Patriots. Patriots are six-and-a-half-point favorites here with an over-under of 38-and-a-half. Uh, guys, um, what are your thoughts here? I'll, I'll turn it over to Adam to start. You know, this is a tough line. I think six-and-a-half – and if it was if it was a full touchdown, I'd probably take the Bills. Um, but I just think at home, you know, they're coming off a, a home loss to the Ravens, or um, 
I'm sorry to the Texans. I I don't think the the Patriots are going to let let the Bills off the hook here, especially for the division. I think they win by touchdown, um, whether it be defensive touchdown, special teams touchdown, uh, maybe a couple trick plays. I think they, they pull out the cards and find a way to get done here at home. But uh, I could definitely see the Bills uh, the other side of it. And, um, you know, I, I probably won't be betting much of this game. Yeah, I, I'm i on the Bills side on this one. Um, I think the Bills have just been – they're starting to really get in this their stride. Uh, I used, saw the, the defense has been stepping up too, which um, – yeah, this over-under is at 38-and-a-half. That's a low-scoring one. This is – I'm kind of expecting a grind-em-out kind of game here. Um, I know the Patriots do usually have any AFC East number – but I'd like to say the Bills will stay in it. Uh, I don't feel great about this game. I could honestly see a whole bunch of different scenarios going down. I'd This is probably a game I would have fun watching, but I don't feel really confident about anything. Yeah, I, uh, I was talking with Adam a little bit about this uh, earlier in the week, and, you know, for me, if the Patriots – score a defensive touchdown or special teams touchdown. Um, I think they'll cover the six and a half here, but without that, I think they'll really struggle to uh, be able to outscore them by seven. And, you know, this Patriots offense has not looked great. Even last week, you know, Brady had his moments where he looked pretty suspect uh, under pressure. And I think the bills will be able to get after him here, even though it's a, a road game for him. You know, this is uh, this is their biggest game of the year to this point. And uh, I expect them to come out fired up. Bills are uh, bills are pretty solid. Uh, we've been saying that all along. And, um, you know, I, I'm going to say here that the 6.5 is too much. I still think the Patriots will probably win this game. But uh, the Bills should get more respect than 6.5. So um, I'll, I'll take the Bills here. All right, uh, next up, guys. So we've got the uh, L.A. Rams heading to Santa Clara to take on the Niners. And uh, the Niners are six-point favorites here at home with an over-under of 45. So, guys, we're all in the Niners. Um, I know for me, really alarming uh, what the Rams showed on film last week against the Cowboys in a must-win game for them. I mean, they just kind of laid down and died. Um, Goff looked horrible. Uh, <clears throat> You know, he was he was crumbling under pressure that wasn't really there. They were unable to establish the run early with Gurley. Uh, I just think, you know, if they struggled uh, to take on the Cowboys on the road, I don't know what they're going to do against a much better defense in San Francisco on a road. So um, I expect the 49ers to dominate this one start to finish much the way, the, much the way that the uh, Cowboys did, and I think they'll be able to cover the six. Yeah, I agree with you. I mean, when you look at you know the Ram- the games that the Rams struggled over the last two years, it's been really when Jared Goff's been under pressure and having to make quick decisions, not really allowing that uh, that offense to take hold. And and I, I think he's going to be running for his life this game with the pass rushers that the 49ers have. Um, you know, Rams don't have the same O line they did last year. Uh, I I think I mean as much as they're going to try to get Ty Gurley going, I'm not sure they're going to have too much success. And I think you're going to see the Rams' uh, offense really struggle here. Um, you know, over under 45, I really like the under here. Um, but overall, six points, yeah, give me the 49ers at home. I think they're covering. Yeah, I'm a little less confident on you guys. Uh, I've, I mean, this is just the Rams. I, I feel like they 
them getting destroyed by the Cowboys like that was a little bit of a fugazi right there. I think they're better than how they played this past Sunday, um, which gives me a little concern that maybe they'll um, play a little tougher against a divisional opponent they know so well and get within the six. But I, I still think, I mean, you guys said a lot of what I think about why I am leaning on the Niners side here. Uh, I think they're going to be able to take care of business, especially since right now they're sitting at the um, they're in the wild card and they probably want to do better than that. Really? Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. I, I completely agree with you. They have a ton to play for still. And, uh, you know, they're, they're squaring up for a pivotal game against the Seahawks, uh, that close out the season. So yeah, can't be feeling too good about that loss last week either. No, no, mm-hmm. not at all. All right. Uh, next game up guys, it is the Pittsburgh Steelers heading to MetLife to take on the Jets. The Jets are three-point dogs at home here, uh, and the over/under is 38. This is the lowest over/under of the week. Uh, guys, we're all on the Steelers. Adam, why don't you start us off? Yeah, I like the Steelers here. Uh, you know, they ran into a pretty tough Bills team, and I mean that game went pretty much as script. Uh, you know, low-scoring, really defensive battle. Uh, Duck didn't really make the plays he needed to win that game, but um, you know, I think the Jets. Jets are a little bit more vulnerable, and they're not the Bills where they're playing, uh, you know, to possibly win a division. Um, Jets don't really have too much to play for. I know Sam Darnold's been a little hot and cold the second half of the year. Uh, I just don't think he's going to get going against the Steelers' secondary. I, I think they're going to eat them alive on offense and uh, I mean, maybe just put up enough points to get the job done. But, I, yeah, three points. Uh, Steelers are a much better team than the Jets. Uh, give me the Steelers all day. Yeah, I agree with you. Uh, I'm going Steelers as well here. Um, you know, they still got a ton to play for. Uh, Titans are breathing down their neck for that final playoff spot. Um, so, you know, Steelers have a pretty, uh, I mean, this is a game that they should win handily. Um, you know, I know there's some concern here with Duck at quarterback, whether or not that they can put up the points. But, you know, I, I think this Jets team is going to be pretty much checked out at this point. Um and I, I expect uh, Steelers fans to travel well for this game and, um, you know, really make an impact here on the road form. So I'll, I'll go Steelers minus three. Yeah, same. I'll go outside with the Steelers here. I, I This is another game I don't really feel too great about. Um, I could, The thing that concerns me about Doc is that he was doing – he's been pretty much sticking to the short passes, which – I mean, if you're you're playing against the Jets, I think you got to try to beat them deep a little more. Um, I mean, that's a little concerning for me. At, but um, yeah, this the Steelers team defensively, they they're still very solid. Um, I, I don't think Darnold's going to give them too much trouble there. Um, this over under thirty eight, I think it pretty much says what how Vegas thinks this game is going to go, and it's going to be just a low-scoring defensive battle, and I tend to agree with that right here. All righty, yeah. Um, guys, next up here we've got the uh, New Orleans Saints heading to uh, Tennessee to take on the Titans. Uh, really intriguing matchup here, uh, you know, one that I'm going to want to watch. Um Saints are two and a half point favorites on the road, and the over under is fifty and a half. Again, tied for our uh, highest over under of the week. And uh, I'm on the Saints here, guys. Drew Brees made a believer out of me on Monday night. He was unbelievable. Uh, probably the best game I've ever seen him play in his career. 
Um, I, I uh, if, if he's going to play at that level, I think it's it's pretty much you can lock up a matchup between the Saints and the Ravens in the Super Bowl, and what a matchup that would be. But if Drew Brees can play anywhere close to that, they will be able to cover this 2.5 on the road with ease. Um, I know the Titans have been hot. They've been playing good ball with uh, Ryan Tannehill, but um, you know Saints are a juggernaut. I'm I'm gonna take them on the road here. Yeah, I, I completely agree. Um, you know, only being two and a half point favorites after, uh, I mean, that was one of the probably most dominant performances I've seen all year from any player. Drew Brees was, um, I mean, he was perfect putting putting the ball completely in the right spots every time. Um, you know, looked like an old, looked like an old self there because uh, that that was that was damn impressive and. I mean, even as a team, they they didn't allow the Colts to do anything until that last drive. Had the game in hand completely. Um, Titans are much better than the Colts, but and I know Saints aren't aren't the same team on the road, but they have too much talent here, and that's a team that's really motivated. Um, two and a half points isn't 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 going to scare me off here. Give me the Saints. Yeah, I'm with you guys right here. I feel pretty good about the Saints, especially. The, the Saints, whenever you get a potential record breaker to come out and play, um, now you got Michael Thomas, who's 10 receptions short of the record. And honestly, I wouldn't be surprised if they try to give him, just keep feeding him all day um, in this game. Um, they don't have any remaining home games, so they're not going to save him for week 17 to try to break that record. They're going to try to, I, I think they're going to try to get it done in this game. And. Honestly, a prop bet. If I'm looking for, I'm looking for Michael Thomas over and whatever receptions it is. I'd assume it's like eight and a half or something like that. Um, yeah, I think the Saints are going to just be motivated. They just were able to help Drew Brees get a record of his own, and I think they're going to keep slinging it against this Titans team. Um, this Titans team, last game, uh, I know it's a divisional game. Uh, I don't want to completely write them off after that loss there, but especially since they clawed back a little bit second half. But I think the Saints are going to just outmatch them. Yep. Let it be known that you do have your Michael Thomas jersey on. That I do. <laughs> what a man. What a man. Yeah, what a season. Yeah, what a season. All right, um, guys, next up, um, it is the Carolina Panthers heading to Indianapolis to take on the Colts. Colts are seven-point favorites here at home. The over-under is 46. Uh, guys, I'm on the Panthers in this one. Um, this is a game, you know, I don't advise betting on. There's a lot of unknown with Will Greer here for the Panthers. Um, but seven seems like a lot for a Colts team that, if you look at the recent evidence, appears to just be completely checked out. Um, ton couple, of injuries. Yeah, ton of injuries. A couple of heartbreaking losses for them. Uh, I mean, they lost to the Dolphins in Indianapolis, and it just seems like ever since then the the season really snowballed on them. Um, yeah, the seven points is too much here. I I still think this Panthers team has a lot of pride, and I and I think the quarterback change could give them a jolt that they need. Uh, so I'll I'll take the Panthers here plus seven. Yeah, I, this is one of the ones I feel most strongly about. Love the Panthers here, um, getting a full seven points. Uh, I know you mentioned Will Greer's. This is his first start. Uh, you could see uh, juvenation, you know, from the team, but I, I mean, I think they can keep this within seven if they just lean on Christian McCaffrey. Uh, I, I don't think they need to do too much on offense to keep this game close. Um, I mean, 
Jacoby Brissett's looking good, but he's he does he doesn't really have anybody to throw into. Um, T. Y. Hilton's playing. I'm not sure he's 100. percent He didn't look 100 no, percent on Monday. No, he did not. Um, so maybe he gets a little bit more healthy, but yeah, seven points is just too much for this Colts team. And uh, yeah, I'm, I'm pounding Panthers. Yeah, I don't I don't feel as great about the Panthers, but exactly what you said about the running game. That's exactly what I was thinking about this game. I think. Um, especially since the Panthers' defense has been so vulnerable against the run. Um, I think they're going to just – the Colts are trying to get their run game going with Marlon Mack, and I think McCaffrey is going to be leaned on a lot for a rookie quarterback. Um, the I really – and because of that, I really like the under 46 and a half. That's, uh, well, I guess now it's 46. So when I wrote it down, it was 46 and a half, but – I still think 46 is a lot of points for a um, te- team that hasn't really been shown up as in the Colts and in a questionable Panthers offense here. Um, and, you know, I, the only thing that I could really see that breaks this over-under is if Will Greer just throws a pick six or something like that. I, I don't really expect a shootout whatsoever. Yeah, I completely agree with you. I think the under is a very good play in this game. All right, uh, next game up, guys. It is the Cincinnati Bengals taking on the Miami Dolphins in South Florida. Uh, the Dolphins are one-point dogs here at home, and the over/under is forty-seven. Uh, guys, I'm I'm on the Dolphins here. Um, you know, Brian Flores has this team playing pretty good. They've been competitive under Fitzpatrick. Um, I know the Bengals have started to look better. In particular, they're running the ball more effectively now than they have in the past. But um, you know. Dolphins getting uh, a point on the at home here is just too good for me to pass up. I I think um, you know I I think when you when you take into consideration the quarterback play, I think you're getting more out of Fitzpatrick right now uh, than you are out of Dalton, um, and so I'll I'll take that combined with the fact that they're at home. Uh, so I'll lean on the Dolphins here. I'm I'm hoping that the Bengals are leaning on Joe Mixon like they have been lately this game because it seems like it's really been helping them out. I mean, granted last game against the Patriots. I mean, what can they really do about it? They, I mean, they had all their signals stolen from (laughs) on the sidelines. So, I mean, there's no way they could defend against, (laughs) but uh, I'm leaning on the Bengals side here. Um, I mean, we can pretty much agree. This is pretty much pick them, right? Yeah. I mean, I think the Bengals are just a little, little better of a team at this moment. Dolphins, Devontae Parker is still a little banged up. He's he's been all right though. Um, yeah, I I don't really know what to say. This is not a game I'm very excited to watch whatsoever. You know, now that the Giants won last week, um, Bengals got a two game cushion on that yeah, first fine. overall. So I mean they 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 could still win this game and get the first overall pick. Um, so I I think they come out a little bit. Uh, a little bit more fired up here. I think maybe playing the Dolphins, you could see them, uh, you know, play a little bit looser. Uh, I, 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 47 is the over-under. I could see this going a little bit over. I could see this being more of a shootout. Um, yeah, give, give me the Bengals. I don't feel great about it. Um, but I do think uh, – I do like them this week. All righty. Uh, next game up, guys, we have the Baltimore Ravens taking on the Cleveland Browns in Cleveland. Uh, Ravens are 10-point favorites, uh, and the over-under is 48. So, uh, Adam, why don't you start us off? 
I love the Ravens. Uh, it seems like I'm loving a lot of road teams this week, but uh, yeah, the Browns, Browns team. This is a team that got shelled in Arizona last week. Um, coming home, face the Ravens. They're gonna have no problem with this team. Um, this is actually the last team that the Ravens lost to. Um, you know, they're still fighting for that. Uh, you know, first round bye. So you're not gonna see any give up from this team. Uh, that I think they're in a groove right now. And I don't think a team like the Browns are gonna stop it. So ten points. I, I was a little shocked. This was under thirteen. Give me, give me the Ravens all day. Yeah, I agree with you. This is gonna be a. I'm just picturing this as a very different game than what it was earlier in the year when the Browns got off to an early lead and they just pretty much just sat on Chubb and were able to just run all over the Ravens. I think it's going to be the opposite this time. I think the Ravens are going to come in fired up. Um, they're they're going to be looking to just clinch that first, the, that number one seed. Um, hopefully get Lamar Jackson a little bit of rest uh, and just be able to, you know, Take care of business against the Browns. Yeah, I I just think um, you know Ravens are going to come back into this game with revenge in their mind from that earlier loss. Um, you know Lamar is the best offensive player in football right now, um, and uh, I I don't expect the Ravens to have an answer for it. And you know the Ravens' pass defense has quietly become one of the better uh, units in football, and you know Baker's struggling right now. That whole passing attack is struggling for Cleveland, so. I think there's a lot of things tilting um, in the Ravens' favor here, and uh, because of that, the 10 points on the road doesn't really scare me. Uh, I'll take the Ravens minus 10. Yeah, that and that game that they lost the Browns, that was before that Marcus Peters trade too. So yep. um, I don't think Baker's going to have any any confidence or room to throw really. No, I think this is a silly line. should be way more than 10 points. Silly line. Not respecting those <laughs> All right. Um, <laughs> next game up, we got uh, the Atlanta Falcons are hosting the Jacksonville Jaguars. The Falcons are seven point favorites at home. The over under in this one is forty five and a half. Uh, I know, guys. I've I'm on the Falcons here. Um, they've they've been playing better football uh, really ever since they came off uh, that bye week and took on the Saints. They got a big road win. Um, you know, Matt Ryan seems to have, uh, you know, found his game again in the second half of this year, and, and the defense has is, is gotten much better, and it's saved Dan Quinn's job. Um, I'll take the Falcons here, seven points. Uh, you know, this is a very inconsistent Jaguars team. I know they got a big win against Oakland last week, but Oakland, I don't know, they've been even more inconsistent. So uh, I don't know that you can take too much from that. Uh, I, I like the Falcons here. I, I feel like they've shown more on film here the last few weeks. Yeah, just going off that for the Jaguars, um, watching that game on Sunday, it just looked like it wasn't a matter of the Jaguars trying to will themselves to the win. It was more of a matter, to me at least, that the Raiders were kind of just giving up. Like They just stopped performing once they got the lead. They just, I don't know what was going on. It was weird. It looked like there was no intensity at all on either side of the ball so I, I I still don't have confidence in the Jaguars I'm leaning the Falcons I'm not confident in it mainly in the fact that I can't I can't predict the Falcons this year <laughs> you know they're they're a team that goes in against San Francisco and um, able to pull off the last second upset with two touchdowns within two seconds 
Um, but against bad teams, they've flopped hard. I, they're they're definitely a confusing team, but I'd like to side with the Falcons here. Yeah, I'm, uh, this is the second week in a row I'm flipping uh, with the Jaguars game. I, f- I flipped onto them last week. Uh, you know, I, like Robbie mentioned, I, I don't think either of his team protect, uh, really wanted to win that game. Somebody had to. Tom Coughlin got fired after the win. <laughs> so if that tells you anything, <laughs> what they think about that team. Uh, but the Falcons, Evan's right. The Falcons have been a different team ever since the bye. Um, really impressive win last week. And I, I mean, I, just offensively, I know Kelvin Ridley's out. Uh, Julio Jones looked as healthy as he looked all year last week. Um, and I, I think they just got a little bit too much firepower offensively, um, you know, for the Jags. And I don't think Minshew makes enough plays against this sort of getting better defense. So I, I, I like the Falcons here at home. All right, guys. Next game up, it is the uh, New York Giants heading into uh, D.C. to take on the Redskins. Uh, the Redskins are two-point favorites at home here, and the over/under is forty-two. Um, guys, I don't expect a lot of fans for either team to really be in attendance for this one. Uh, kind of a shit show of a game, but uh, I like the Redskins here. Uh, I I don't recommend that people uh, bet on this game in particular. This is two teams that are just really out of it and can't wait for the season to be over. Um, that can lend itself to some kind of wacky stuff that you wouldn't really predict in game. But um, going off the last two weeks, you know, Redskins have played um, teams that are uh, better than them uh, talent-wise. Uh, they've played them pretty close, and just seeing that, it seems like they're playing a little bit inspired football. Um, you know, under the interim coach Turner, so. Um, I'm going to go with the Redskins here. Uh, I don't think two points is that much. And, um, you know, I, it's not like the Giants have been overly impressive this year. So, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll ride with the Redskins. Yeah, this is um, Giants. I, I, I liked the money line before. Um, before uh, there was reports earlier about Daniel Jones returning to practice and getting most of the first team reps. Uh, that made me make me a little less confident in the Giants here, but I I think overall they're a better team than the Redskins. I know the Redskins have been playing better. Um, honestly, I I think Eli he's probably just riding in, off in the sunset after that Miami game, um, ended in his career there. But I mean, if it, Eli does get the start, I I think he's gonna be playing on a mission really. Um. I, I think the Giants got an opportunity to win one. He's looked good the last two weeks. Yeah, I mean, what he is has this? Been. He's looked way better than Daniel Jones. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I, I don't know about this game. I mean, both these teams have actually looked pretty decent the last couple of weeks. Redskins for four straight weeks, they've, you know, they've won two games and really battled against some good teams. And the Giants, um, you know, they won last week, should have won in Philly uh, the week before. Um, that looks like a different offense with uh, Eli in there. Um, and I think, like you said, I, if Eli starts, I really like the Giants here. If he doesn't, I'd probably flip to the Redskins. I'd um, probably do the same, honestly. Yeah, I, yeah. Danny, Danny drops. Hey. 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 When Eli's making you look bad, it's, uh, not, it's great. not good. <laughs> not great. <laughs> not great but Gettleman's got it all figured out. Yeah. So, <laughs> All right, guys. Uh, next game up, it is the Detroit Lions heading to Denver to take on the Broncos. Uh, Broncos are six-and-a-half-point favorites at home in this one. Uh, and tied for the lowest over under of the week uh, at 38 and a half here. So 
Um, I'm I'm on the Broncos here. Uh, I just think you know Drew Locke. I'm gonna throw out last week's game in that blizzard Fugazi. in KC. Yeah, yeah I, I'm not buying into that. Uh, I don't think people should read too much into that game. The weather was crazy, um, and that was a very that's a ruckus crowd too to to have to try to win a game when, with the Chiefs in a playoff race. So uh, I'm not I'm not reading too much into that. This Lions team is uh, is pretty trash at the moment. Matt Patricia already seems to have one foot out the door. Um, I'll, I'll take the Broncos here. Vic, Vic's got that team playing well. Um, they're one of the better. Uh, what are they? Five and they five and nine. Yeah, they're one of the better five and yeah. nine teams in football. Uh, so I'll, I'll go Broncos here. Uh, I, I'm not too worried about the six and a half. Yeah, I I completely agree with you right here. Uh, I think everything you saw this past week um just put it out of your mind it it was a weird snowy hazy foggy day you know one where pretty much Mahomes used Kelsey as a crutch really and it was working because you they couldn't really stop him um but anyways uh yeah that this Broncos team I think has been playing really well lately this Lions team you could beat up on them there's they're a team that you could easily beat up on. And I think the Broncos will. I think Drew Locke is going to have a bounce back week. He could be a good stream if you ask me. Yeah. I mean, I agree with everything you're saying. I think, you know, David Blau going into Arrow or Mile High. I, I, I could see this going bad for the Lions offense. Uh, low under, over under line. I'm not sure I touched that, but I, I think Broncos D really gets after it here. And, um, you know, I I think Broncos handle it pretty easily. I don't think they're going to need too much out of Drew Locke. More of a, a game manager game, I think, gets it done here. And I, I think, yeah, I think the Broncos don't have a lot of trouble with this beat-up Lions team. Yeah, I was thinking that uh, over-under was pretty low, too. But then more that I was thought about it, I have zero faith in the Lions offense putting up any points this week. I, If you got the Broncos defense, I think you should be really happy right now. Yeah. Yeah, I think I'm on. Uh, I'm on the under in this game. I could see that hit, uh, even though it's really low at 38 and a half. I too, I just don't think. I don't think the Broncos are really like the world on fire, uh, and I just can't imagine the the Lions getting over 13 points in this one. Um, but all right, uh, next game up, guys. It is the Oakland Raiders uh, taking on the uh, Los Angeles Chargers. Um, kind of the island of misfit uh, toys here in the uh, AFC West. Um, the Chargers are six point favorites at home. The over under in this one is forty five and a half. Uh, guys, we're all in the Chargers. Uh, Robbie, you're the Charger expert here. Um, what what are your thoughts? I think the Chargers are going to be charged up to play in this game. <laughs> um, but I mean, a lot of this for me, it's. It's stemming off how the Raiders performed at probably their, well, it, it will be their last game in the black hole. Um, I that that's not a team that should be, they they should have been fired up to play that game and be able to finish off get get the Raiders fans a win after that. But it it just seemed like they were checked out and yeah, the Chargers they got absolutely whooped by the Vikings. But I think they're gonna have a little bit of more pride. I think they have the better team as a whole. So I think they they could easily overcome the six points and be able to cover it. Yeah, these are two of the most Jekyll Hyde teams in the league. I'm 
Raiders, I mean, at one point, I think they looked pretty squarely in the playoff race, looking really good. Ever since then, they've just been on a just a complete tailspin. Um, Chargers are a team that shows up one week and just completely doesn't show up the next week. Um, I, I tend to agree with Robbie. I think, you know, Chargers have a over, better overall talent, but yeah, just the just something about the way that the Raiders finished that last game, uh, you know, gives me pause and hesitation to bet on them. I, I take the Chargers minus six here. Um, probably gonna stay off of it myself though. Yeah, I'm with you guys here. Uh, I'm I'm on the Chargers. Um, I think you know this Raiders team. It seems like ever since they lost that game to the Chiefs, um, you know that big divisional matchup where where Carr just completely laid an egg. It's it's like they've they've just checked out ever since then. Um, so I, I don't really know what to make of that. Um, you know, it's, it's been a really disappointing, uh, stretch run here for the Raiders. Uh, you know, the chargers have at least showed some life. Um, you know, they've, they've looked a little bit better. Um, they, I mean, they were, were two weeks removed from them putting an absolute whooping to the Jags on the road. So, you know, you know, this team can put up points if they want to. Um, and, and they've got the name power and, and the star power, on uh, the defensive side of the football. So I like the Chargers here. I, I honestly think they're going to blow them out in this one. Um, I'm pretty comfortable with it, so I'll take Chargers. Yeah, I've, I've, I've also got a lot more faith in uh, good old Phil trying to fire up his team than uh, Captain Eyeliner. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. All right, um, next game up, guys. We have the Arizona Cardinals taking on the Seattle Seahawks. The Seahawks are nine-point favorites at home here, and the over-under is 50-and-a-half. Again, that's tied for our highest of the week. Um, I know I'm on the Cardinals here, and really my reasoning for it is I've seen the Seahawks blow monster leads at least four different times this year to allow for a backdoor cover, and I just see the exact same thing happening here. Um, Seahawks are the better team. They should be able to cover this nine points, especially at home, but um, for whatever reason, they just kind of take their foot off the gas in second halves and uh, you know allow teams to get back into it. I think you combine that with the fact that it's a divisional game. Uh, they tend to be a little bit closer. Um, you know, And the Cardinals have already played uh, their division opponents uh, pretty close uh, thus far with, um, you know, one egg they laid to the Rams in there. Uh, but otherwise, you know, I just think there's a lot of things saying uh, that the nine points is, is a little bit too much here for the Seahawks, so I'll go Cardinals. I agree. that This was kind of the same reasoning as last week. Why I was a little hesitant on being on the Seahawks minus six against the Panthers, even though the Panthers are actually uh, gar- <laughs> absolutely garbage right now. And we we even saw it on Sunday. They had a huge lead, and it was looking pretty good. And then they just allowed the Panthers to claw right back into them. Seahawks, they've just been playing a lot of close games. Um, the Cardinals, I think you saw them get absolutely beat in their home field against the Seahawks earlier this year. But I, th- I think this Cardinals team is a, a more improved team than they were back then. Um, I, th- I think they grew quite a bit, especially under a um, rookie head coach, a rookie quarterback. I think this team it could put up a little bit of a fight and keep it within nine. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I'm, uh, I'm agreeing with both you guys. When you look at the Seahawks, I mean, they're right now the number one seed in the NFC, and they got the lowest point differential on any team in the playoff race, including the Rams. Uh, historically low for a team that 
with that record. Um, so that means they just haven't been blowing out teams. Um, and you look at the Cardinals, they definitely had the firepower to keep up with this Seahawks team. Um, you know, Kenyon Drake, you saw him have a huge game last week. Uh, I doubt that he'll have the same success, but I, I think you might see Kyler Murray open it up a little bit more. And, you know, I nine points is a lot. Yeah, give me the Cardinals here. I, I think that they they find a way at the end to keep it keep it within nine. I could see this being kind of a shootout, too. I mean, obviously the line implies it, but I, I think you could see quite a bit of scoring on both sides in this one. Yeah, the only thing I'd look out for there would be weather. If there's any rain involved, I think 50-and-a-half might be a bit of a stretch. Um, and it That's is, true. It is rainy season up there right now. Always in Seattle. Yeah. Uh, all right, guys. Uh, next game up, it's v- pretty much a playoff game. Uh, Dallas Cowboys head to Philadelphia to take on the Eagles. Uh, these two uh, mediocre teams, one of them is going to get in. Um, let's see here. Uh, the Eagles are two-and-a-half-point dogs at home, and the over-under is 46-and-a-half. Um, Adam, I'll start with you. Um, take us through this one. What are your thoughts? You know what? When I look at this Eagles team, I mean, you just look at the last two weeks. They have really, really made some crazy comebacks to win games against the Giants and the Redskins. Um, you know, watching this team, this is far from a playoff team. Um, I mean, even the games they've won, they haven't looked good. Where I mean, the Cowboys, you know, they've they had a real bad stretch there. But I think I think a lot of people can agree that the Cowboys roster is better than the Eagles roster. Um, and, you know, they've played some pretty good teams, you know, pretty good. Um, you know, they almost beat the Patriots on the road. Cowboys, I think they figured out a lot last week, stuck to the formula that really got them going, you know, for the last three years. And I, I think they get, a, get it done against the Seagulls team. That This secondary's trash. I'm, I'm not sure they're going to be able to stop the run. To be honest, I don't, I don't think this is much – this is going to be – too close of a game. I think the Cowboys win here easily and uh, sort of, you know, put the Eagles to bed. Yeah, I, I agree with you. I think um, the Cowboys are better in the trenches here. Um, you know, I think we saw last week what a motivated Cowboys team can do. Uh, that being said, they are a different team on the road. Uh, they're nowhere near as powerful. But, um, you know, if they can establish the run early on with Zeke, um I, I have no doubts that Dak should be able to exploit this uh, Eagles secondary. Uh, I expect big games for Gallup and uh, Amari Cooper. Um, you know, I, I I don't see really anything in this matchup that says that the Eagles should be able to uh, hang with them here. Um, I think the Cowboys are just, you know, a far superior team at this point. Um, and and I'll, I'll go with the boys here to cover the two and a half. I like the boys too. I'm not as confident as you guys are in the boys, um, but you guys pretty much nailed a bunch of the reasons why I like the boys better. Mostly, their roster is just so much better. They're they're a lot healthier than the Eagles are at this point in time. Um, I, I'm looking at this game, and I almost wouldn't be surprised if this kind of ends up being more of a defensive struggle. Um, and I kind of like under 46 and a half here. Um, it just as a, a divisional game, it seems like, you know, maybe they are going to just struggle a little bit since both of these teams, they, they're going to want to win this one. 
I think defenses on both sides of the ball are going to come up fired up. Um, so, but even so, I, I like the Cowboys to push through. Alrighty. Uh, next up, guys, it is Sunday Night Football. Uh, for some reason, this game didn't get flexed out. <laughs> yeah, that, that's weird. A naggy revenge game. Yeah. Uh, Kansas City Chiefs <laughs> sure. head into Chicago to take on the Bears. Uh, Chiefs are four-and-a-half-point favorites in this one. The over-under is 45. Uh, guys, I know I'm on the Chiefs. I just It's been a long, exhausting uh, injury plague season for this Chicago Bears team. I would be completely understanding if they were feeling pretty exasperated by this whole thing by and about now. And uh, I think it's understandable if, if they lack the motivation, uh, considering that they've been eliminated at this point. Um, Chiefs here, I just think that offense is going to be too much um, versus a depleted Bears defense. And, you know, I've not really seen a whole lot from Mitch and the boys on the offensive side of the ball that – Makes me think they're going to be able to keep up with the Pat Mahomes and Tyreek Hill-led Chiefs offense. So four and a half, that seems like a gift from the Vegas gods in this one here. Uh, I feel pretty good about that one. And if I didn't already lock up the Texans, I would be locking up the Chiefs. Yeah, definitely agree on the Chiefs here. I, I think they I think they win pretty good. I, I mean, I don't think it's going to be a blowout, but I think they can probably win by a touchdown. Um Probably not going to bet this game, but if I did, I'd bet the over on the 45. Um, you know, Chiefs offense, Bears defense has really not looked too good in the last three, four weeks. And then um, the offense has actually looked looked like it's coming around a little bit under Mitch. Mitch has looked like a much better quarterback the last three, four weeks. And uh, this, this Chiefs secondary isn't, besides Tyron Matthew, there's really nothing to, nothing to worry about uh, too much. So, yeah. Like the over here, over 45, um, especially since it's going to be a pretty nice night out uh, Sunday night. But, yeah, I, I think I'd have to take the Chiefs here, uh, minus four and a half on the road. Yeah, on top of what you're saying, um, you got me thinking about that over too uh, um, because, you know, Chiefs defense, they've, what, they've let up three points this last game, 16 points the game before, nine before that. That was against the Broncos the in a snowy game. That was just weird. Patriots, who we've seen not be that good offensively, and then the Raiders before that. This defense is, I don't think they're world beaters by any way. I, I could absolutely see this going over. Um, I I do strongly side with the Chiefs uh, winning by a, about a touchdown here. Uh, I think they're, they're, they're a team that's looking, um, looking towards playoffs right now, and I think the Bears just being knocked out this past week. I, I, don't know if they're going to come out with the same intensity. Um, and uh, Chiefs plus or Chiefs minus four and a half seems pretty good to me. Yep. Too good to be true. So take it. All right, guys. Uh, last game of the week here Monday Night Football. It is the Green Bay Packers taking on the Minnesota Vikings. Uh, Vikings are five and a half point favorites for some reason. The over under is 45. So, guys. Uh, I'm going to start off with Adam here. Um, what are your thoughts on this one? No, I saw this line. I, I, I could not believe it. And it's even gone more in the Vikings favor. I, I don't understand it. Um, you know, the last, last three weeks I've had my lock be the Monday night game three for three. I'm going down again. We're with, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Let's, let's, let's go again. Um, uh, you know, I like the Pat Packers money line here, but 
I think, you know, getting the five and a half is, I mean, that's just icing on the cake. There's no way the Vikings blow out the Packers here. Um, you're looking at, you know, just the quarterback comparison here. Like, all-time great, one of the greatest quarterbacks ever to play. And then you got a guy that, Kirk Cousins, that's really struggled in big games in his career. 0-8 on Monday Night Football. Um, you know, you can go on and on about Kirk Cousins until he proves that I'm not going to, I'm not going to believe in him. And, uh, you know, Aaron Rodgers, I, I think they got enough firepower to, you know, really tear up this secondary. And, yeah, I, I feel very confident the Packers will win this game. Yeah, but I'm, I'm sure people are looking at it, at the Packers, uh, their offense. It's been numbers show they've been pretty mediocre. Their defense numbers show they've been pre- pretty mediocre. So people are probably thinking they're like they're the worst ten win team they've ever seen. Which, I mean, they're still a ten win team. They win, no matter what they do. They're they're getting it done. So them as honestly, I thought this was going to be closer to pick them. I I thought that's what it would come out line here, and I would still side with the Packers. I I like them to win this game. I I again as you said, Kirk Cousins. You can't trust him on Monday night. You can't trust them in you prime time period. Um, I think the Packers are going to come out and be able to put the Vikings in their place. Yeah, I think um, I think this game is going to be won by the fact that you're going to get Anthony Barr trying to cover um, Aaron Jones one on one a ton in this game, and it's going to end poorly for the Vikings. Um, you know. <sighs> Again, I, I completely agree with you guys. I can't believe this line is five and a half to the Vikings' favor. I, too, thought it would have been something more close to a pick em. I think the Packers are a better team on a neutral site. Um, so, yeah, very very surprised to see the five and a half there. There'll be a good amount of Packer fans in there. It's a short trip for them. Um, you know, it's a big game. Even Even still, even if you don't think the Packers are going to win this game outright, which I could very easily see them doing. This is a huge game with big implications in terms of the playoff race. To say that this game is going to be damn near a a touchdown um, in terms of a point differential on either side, I'm not buying that. This should be a very close game, um, you know, back and forth. Yeah, I, I like the Packers here. I think they're the better team, and, and even if even if they lose the game, it's it's not going to be by six. Yeah, two things the Vikings struggle with is um, you know division games and, and good teams. Let me let me put this in perspective for you. So the Vikings wins this this year, and they're leading the league in point differential. They beat the Falcons, Raiders, Giants, Eagles, Lions, Redskins, Cowboys, Broncos, Lions, Chargers. They. You can best make, win on that is the Cowboys. You can make an argument that the best. Yeah, I mean that, that's probably the only argument. The teams they lost to: Packers, Bears, Chiefs, Seahawks. Those are the four best teams they played, and they lost all all four of those games. Um, maybe not the Bears, <laughs> but uh, yeah, I I just do not see them beating the Packers here in a, in a game for the division. Um, yeah, give me the more experienced quarterback, the better team, all day. So if I recall that. First game between the Packers and the uh, Vikings. Packers jumped out to a big early lead, and the Vikings kind of chipped away at it, but came up short, yeah. right? Um, 
yeah, I, I, I just I can't see the Vikings running away with this game. There's nothing, nothing that says that they're capable of doing that. Their their style of play is not conducive to that. Um, you know, they're gonna try to run the ball, and you know they're not they're gonna they're not gonna outscore. They're not gonna win that double digit game. You know, they're not gonna blow them out with that mentality. Um, they're trying to win games. You know, close. Uh, 20 to 17, you know, 20 to 14 type games. Uh, yeah, I, I just think Packers Packers have a great chance to win this game, and, you know, it'll be a lot closer than what the five and a half is saying. So, Man, that whole thing, um, you know, the set that goes around of Kirk Cousins um, beating, can't, he can't beat winning record teams. He might not have even beaten a winning record team this year. The Cowboys or Eagles, I mean, whichever one of them count come out of the division they might end up eight and eight yeah i i i mean this the more i think about this this the packers should win yeah they should win they should win should win all right uh guys let's get into our uh podcast parlay here so uh last week we actually did quite well um we were on patriots minus nine Giants minus three and a half and Seahawks minus six. All three came through for us. Well, the Seahawks pushed. Um, it's fine. But um, we were up 105 on the week last week. So that gets us to our, uh, we're up 135 total on the year, which I'll take uh, considering it's week 15. Absolutely. Uh, and we're just getting hot right now. So um, this week we like the Packers, we like the Ravens, and we like the Chiefs. And I think it's a good lesson here. You know, we're picking teams that are in the playoff race, you know, teams still with a lot to play for. Uh, and I think that's kind of what you want to do is, is a better in these instances is you want to try to focus on those teams that still are motivated to go out there and, and play these games. Yep. Completely agreed. Yep. Yep. All right, guys. Uh, well, that's going to wrap up the show. Um, again, uh, thanks for tuning in. You guys can follow us on Twitter at the South Lot Football Guys. And uh, until next time, good luck this week, and we'll talk to you soon. Good luck in the fantasy championships for those uh, lucky enough to be involved.